Welcome back to the Lady Girl Podcast. We're your lady girls. I'm Courtney. I'm Cassie. And we're so glad you're here. Hold on. I was like so quiet back in the corner. I was like, I'm Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, this episode is kind of random, but it's like all about, we've been very inspired. We've been watching The Great British Bake. And it's sort of all about that whole transition where you're becoming an adult and you have to learn how to cook for yourself. <laughs> what? Very hard. <laughs> I was going to say you're not making noise. You're just making gestures. I was drinking the water. I could see yeah. it out. But very hard thing to do, actually. Because you either end up making, like, chicken and potatoes and broccoli every single day. Because you can't mess up a potato. Right. And you can't mess up broccoli. And dry well, you chicken. can yeah, but dry chicken is fine when you dip it in something sauce and cook the hell out of chicken, and it'd still be kind of edible. But beef, like beef, scares people. Pork scares people. People got allergies to like shellfish and stuff. So a lot of people just eat chicken. I think it's a lot easier to like everyone's go to is those things that are easy, right? Like you don't really know how to cook. You don't know what like ingredients to go with what or how to do things well. You just do the typical like frozen foods or boxes of mac and cheese like the things that are the easiest and the cheapest in the store mm-hmm. to be honest or you think are the cheapest mm-hmm. but when you really come when you start learning the skills and you have trial and error you really come to find out like last or a couple nights ago you and I were able to have a dinner for like eight bucks because it was like pasta and broccoli and made some meatballs and yeah know. and like it was dinner for like a group yeah so it's like I don't know, but we've watched the British Baking Show, and I don't know, what are your thoughts? What advice would we give? What, I like to think I'm a pretty good cook, actually. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of cooking in quarantine, a lot of baking in quarantine. My chocolate chip cookies are, I'm very proud of my recipe. Um, Cassie has not tried them, actually. I haven't had them. But I talk about them a lot, and everyone who has had them talks about them. Um, so I also do like a signature vodka sauce and meatballs. Mm-hmm. I do. I've had both of those. Stuffed peppers. I've had that. Um, I got like like you start getting a couple dishes. Cassie, you you're a butter chicken expert. Oh my god, I know how to make the butter chicken. I make quiches. Yeah. Um, I make a lot of random stuff. Yeah, me too. Like random. But it's also interesting because we were talking and like we're now to the point where I know how to cook intuitively. Like I don't have to follow a recipe. Yeah. Like I can make a grilled chicken vegetable with like a starchy side without having to look anything up. I can make my quiche without measuring it. Yeah. I know exactly how much cream to pour in there. I know exactly how many eggs. I made my meatballs the other night without having to look anything up. Like, it, it's just, it's interesting that before I probably would have had to Google, how long do you cook chicken? I never, I never had to do that. Because my mom made me cook when I was, like, a certain age. Because she was like, you're going to learn these skills. Really? So my mom made me cook. But my mom was, like, a casserole kind of person because it was just fast and easy. And so I learned to make a lot of casseroles. Yeah. And I still remember the ingredients to those casseroles. But I don't really make them anymore because, like, 
it's usually just sour cream or cream of mushroom <laughs> soup and chicken and butter. No, yeah. My yeah. mom was it's a huge delicious. person too. She, yes, they're always good, but they're not good for you. And when you make like creamy chicken over rice, like Ooh. good, yeah, made in a nine by 13 pan, you just put that stuff in the oven. But are you just basically consuming fat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like you can't really necessarily survive off of those things. Um, my parents do a lot of stuff like that. Wow. And <laughs> <laughs> my parents do a lot of stuff like that. Um, and like when I go home and stay with them for periods of time, I find myself like going to the grocery store and like trying to like buy them better foods. One thing I will say as an adult that I've learned cooking for myself and why not eat a vegetable. Yeah, I agree. For the love of God, make sure you eat vegetables. I think that's all something that you. It's weird when you grow up because you can't eat the same things all the time. Like, I have to listen to my body, and if I have too much cheese, I'm going to feel bad. You know what I mean? Or, like, if I'm only eating, like, pizza and burgers and stuff like that, I'm going to feel bad. Like, I need to balance my diet with, you know, vegetables and good things for you yeah also you gotta learn to chill out on all the things that your parents told you you couldn't eat and couldn't do and blah 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 couldn't have every day because you will gorge yourself on that stuff you're like my mom said i couldn't have macaroni and cheese all the time i'm eating macaroni and cheese all the time i remember when i went to college me and my roommate were like our parents won't let us eat raw cookie dough (laughs) our first purchase as roommates was a tub of cookie dough we ate a couple spoonfuls and then we're like ugh. "Ugh." we felt horrible and then sat in our fridge because we never ate it again because we were like yeah there's a reason why they told us not to do that or like too much ice cream you don't have too much ice cream you can have too much junk food it like it will backfires but then there's times when there's even times when i will be like oh my god i want chicken tenders so bad Mm -hmm. and i'll go to the store and i'll get the tyson chicken tenders yeah i mean there's definitely those nostalgic things that you have to like yourself indulge in every month well not all like crave chicken tenders but i really want chicken tenders yeah and then i'll go get them and that's fine to have them. I don't have them every day. It would be easier for me to have them every day. Yeah, just push that button. Just push the button and make chicken tenders. But it gets easier. You can, like, meal meal prepping. Yeah. I food prep, which is different than meal prepping. I didn't know there was a difference. But meal prepping is actually putting it together to form, like, a specific combination of foods. Food prepping is just makes like ingredients you have like a bunch of broccoli or something i do that so that way i can like maneuver it how i want it throughout the week but not have to buy like something brand new every single day it's fire because it gets expensive trying to make something new every day yeah for sure i um for a while i was really into actual meal prepping like mm-hmm. it's because it's easy like you make everything on a sunday and whatever but I I like your idea of food prepping better because after a while you get tired of eating Mm -hmm. and so like if you have oh you made up some rice and some like different vegetables roasted and like maybe like a meat or something or whatever then you can like do different things and like have a salad one day but like with certain toppings or just have like a bowl one day yeah and sometimes if I have rice and I'm like my go-to meal, my go-to meal, it's a staple. 
this is this is going to be pro tip pro tip for all y'all out there fried rice oh mm-hmm. fried rice it's easy you need and rice good. and egg and some soy sauce and then whatever the hell you want to put in it and good to go it's got everything in it everything you, know, you can put vegetables in it you can put meat in it i like to put a little sesame oil and rice vinegar too uh adds yes. a little bit of a well, some, uh, i put sesame seeds in it. yep and on top and red pepper flakes of course and if you do want like okay here's my another pro tip maybe while i personally do enjoy like going and getting like a fresh head of broccoli and stuff like that my mom always taught me always keep a few bags of like frozen vegetables mm-hmm. because that's the most annoying thing when you're like trying to cook something and you had run out of it or maybe like that head of lettuce in your fridge got got like a little bad spot and you can't really eat it but if you have like a few bags of frozen vegetables like when you can obviously it's better to make fresh vegetables but like fried rice for instance if you get one of those frozen melody bags you can just steam that in the microwave and dump it in there yeah you know and and if you need a quicker option that's better than nothing yeah i mean frozen vegetables are good for you there's yeah supposedly the the thing is is they're frozen at peak freshness so right. they're just as good supposedly. as supposedly. I don't know. I, feel, I, I do, don't know I do a lot of frozen broccoli because it's like easy. You can also roast frozen vegetables, which a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you can. You have to just know what temperature you set them at and stuff because sometimes they'll get soggy, mm-hmm. but sometimes they'll turn out. Yeah, I do. I roast frozen broccoli a lot. Um, but anyway, what about like, okay, speaking of the baking show, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? The Food Network. Baking shows. Do you think they're actually helpful in teaching you things? I don't know. I don't okay. know if we have time to get into how much the Food Network means to me. I watch <laughs> the Food Network every single day for three years. <laughs> Literally every single yeah. day for three years. I I don't know if everybody did. Everybody go through a phase where the Food Network was like their shit for a little bit. I did. Okay, I feel like that's common. Yeah, my dad always wake us up really really early. And growing up, every single morning when I would come out into the living room, being like so exhausted, like as well, I'm being not wanting to go to school, he'd be watching Food Network. <laughs> but okay, we gotta make these this week or whatever, you know, like get all the little ideas. Did we ever really make the stuff? No, no. It food, the food cooking shows and stuff sometimes are super, super complicated. But I think that it's really good to have like these baking shows and stuff where you and I like the shows because it opens you up to like new food. Yeah. I like watching like people's what I eat in the days because it opens me up to like food. That's true. And watching like I've been really into Joshua Weissman videos. He like has a butt better and butt cheaper series. So he'll like make restaurant food, but he's like he'll make it at home and it'll be cheaper. Or he'll make like a Chick Fil A sandwich, but it's supposed to be way better. Oh, I don't, I don't know who that is. I'll have to check them out. Mm-hmm. No, but I like it. Like in the bake in Great British Baking Show, for instance, it's like I would never attempt ninety nine percent of these things. Like they're like really complicated desserts, and a lot of the times people put in flavors, and I'm like, there's no way. But I think it's funny, and we really enjoy it because number one is like competition. So like that's obviously mm-hmm. more interesting than just your average like cooking show. But it's funny because Cassie and I, because we now have somewhat of a knowledge of how ingredients work together, like still obviously learning, 
But we like to be like, oh, that's not going to work. Or, oh, that's going to be real dry. <laughs> yeah, I remember they were doing something. I was like, oh, that's going to be dry. I know that. That's going to be so dry. <laughs> I know that ingredient. Or they'll put something together. I'm like, it's not going to set. Why would you put that in there? It's an extra liquid. You know who I love growing up? Rachel Ratt. I love Emily Lagasse. Oh, yeah. Bam. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I, for my, for my 11th, no, for my 10th birthday. Mm-hmm. I got to go to Emily's restaurant. In New Orleans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to go there, too, growing up. I have a scar on my knee from where I wore high heels because I was standing up on some shit. You know, the sidewalks mm-hmm. in New Orleans. <laughs> I almost died outside that restaurant. Really? Yeah, I tripped and fell. And the, and the host had to help me. Oh, that's so cool. I actually went when my... My entire extended family came down for Christmas one year and we went there. Cassie, what if we were at that restaurant at the same time and we didn't know it? We wouldn't have been for my birthday in July. Yeah, but I also went multiple other times. Maybe. Maybe we were in the city at the same time. Paths <laughs> crossed multiple times. You never know. How would you know? Look really far back at my father's big savings. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, Mom, I need so all your information. Did, did we go in July of... <laughs> 2000 something. Um, yeah, no, I loved Ambon's. Rachel Ray was good. Her 30 minute meal thing like changed the world. Yeah, the 30 minute meal cookbook. I still have it. Changed the world. And then there was like Sandra Lee, who always made a cocktail. Mm hmm. Um, pop Oh, love her. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart before she went to jail and now she handles a show and does all that I stuff. will say I went to Paula Dean's restaurant in Savannah, Georgia. It is not a good one. My mom went and she said it wasn't a good one. Yeah, everybody says that about it. It's like... Uh, They're like, it's just... I, yeah. Butter. Question. Where do you think the best food is? Like, regionally in America, where do you think the best food is? South, 100%. 100%. Uh, I mean, we're probably biased, but 100%. No, 100%. Like, there's no food like Southern food. It, it's just so much more flavorful than anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten food. I've, I've had, like, um, like tacos and, like, Mexican food in, like, old, old L.A. where it's, like, you know, you actually have, like, authentic. And it's really, yeah. really good. It's really good. And I've had good, like, other kinds of food. But the consistency yeah. in the South of, like, just it hits every time. If we're talking just like American typical cuisine, Southern food is way better than like, I mean, in Iowa, which I'm partially from, you know, like grew up as a kid there, spent, that's where all my family's from, all my holidays, all that stuff. They're meat and potatoes though. Yeah. You know, like, am I going to get a way better steak in Iowa? Yeah. Than I am like on the coast of Mississippi, sure. But am I going to get more options, more variety, more flavor palettes extending? Like, yeah, in the South. I think it's also being around like the Mississippi River Basin. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one thing that's pretty big is like you get a good maj maj, you get like Cajun food, and yeah. like Creole, and all of that coming in. And then you've got, you know, you're, you're, like southern soul food, yep, and collard greens, collard greens, crawfish etouffee. Talking about Cajun food, you got fried chicken, chicken and dumplings. 
biscuits, biscuits and gravy, chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles, which I believe is a southern food. Everyone However, says it is. It did originate in Rome. It is true. According to the Google. That is southern you did it. But also there are a lot of soul food restaurants in Harlem. So and like they're really famous. So I think it's like a certain kind of like cultural thing. Yeah. But man, the South has really good food. I, I missed it. That's like one thing. Like New York City is one of these awesome places because you can get food from all over the world. But there is not a place where I can get the food I would eat at home for the price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can go to a nice Southern restaurant and I can pay some money for like something to come on my plate that resembles cornbread. But it's expensive. It's not this. Like if I go home to Mississippi my dad will greet me with, you know, 200 oysters he bought at the harbor that morning and he'll grill them all up on the grill and we'll have like a whole little barbecue kind of seafood-esque situation for no money. Yeah, you know? we do we do ribs. Yeah. Of ribs. But then you have like, if I were to get 12 oysters in New York, it's $50. Which is so nuts. And they don't taste as good. No. The fact, it will never, ever in my entire life make any sense why people in New York City buy crawfish. Because there are a few places for it, like crab boil, crawfish boil, like themed restaurants. But it's like $25 for a pound of crawfish. Oh my God. $25 for a pound? But this is how people do it. Because people are like, Courtney, come to the restaurant. I'm like, you'll love it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys do this all wrong. They'll order a pound for like the table to like taste it and share. You can eat at least three on your own. At least three, sometimes five. Yeah. You typically, when you have a crawfish boil in the South, you order three to five pounds per person who will be at the boil. If it's a good crawfish boil, somebody just has it set up and they dump it on the table. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like you get enough for each person to, you assume to eat three to five pounds. Then you have your sausages, your corns, your potatoes. And you have Bud Light because there's no other way to do it. You got I like I like my crawfish hot. Uh-huh. It's gotta be spicy. Yep. And yeah. And it needs to be a summer day, and I need to be sitting outside by the pool, jumping in and out, and consuming crawfish the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And so it's just like funny that like the city is just so expensive for stuff that at home is like standard. Well, I mean, I remember when I worked in Montpelier, like up in Vermont, there was one Southern cuisine restaurant. It was owned by somebody from Georgia. And everybody in the office told me I had to go mm-hmm. and test it out. So I remember walking in and everyone watching me. I got a, a chicken biscuit. It was okay. huge, though. It was huge. Interesting. It was $26 oh, for a chicken biscuit. Just the chicken biscuit. Honey butter chicken biscuit out Whataburger is a dollar and sixty something cents. Oh my gosh, that's another thing though. That's another thing. <laughs> but I um I ate it and it was good. And I remember being like, this is good. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, but it's like a New England version of a southern meal. Like it doesn't right. have as much flavor as it would if this was served to me in Georgia. Okay. Or at home. Yeah. And Nashville hot hot chicken. You can't get Nashville hot hot chicken outside of Nashville. You can't. I don't think so. 
or like I crave a lot of water sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked to you about it before. I tried really hard to find one in New York, but it's like a different spin. It's like, yeah, it's technically that food, but it's not the same. Yeah. Etouffee, you're never going to find crawfish etouffee outside, no. the, outside of Louisiana. My favorite place to get it is in my hometown. It's called Darwell's, and it's so good. Crawfish etouffee and shrimp etouffee. Mmm, shrimp creole. That's Cajun food is insane. Yeah. Like, it it's so good. It's so flavorful. Wow, are we hungry? <laughs> we shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in general, though, I will say, I've learned to appreciate Southern food a lot more since I moved away. But I think overall, my favorite food, well, actually, it's probably changed. I used to say overall it was Chinese. But now, probably Italian food. Is your overall favorite? Yeah. I would probably like this food. Yeah. I can eat a burrito every day until I'm dead. But I could also eat butter chicken every day until I'm dead, too. Yeah. It, it's like one of those things. Like, I mean, I I love a good classic, like, mall Chinese food. Ooh. I mean, there's just a whole With that, that Coke that's, like, the size of your head. Yeah. In the styrofoam in the cup. Styrofoam cup. Yeah. Piled high. You get your choice of rice, noodles. You two get meats. Two meats. You yeah. always get bourbon chicken. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. So, like, there's that, but then, like, New York, for instance, has amazing Chinese food, like, with Chinatown and everything, and, like, such good dumplings and all that stuff, but I don't really, like, to me, traditional Chinese food is, like, like, like I need the mall Chinese food. Well, traditional Chinese food is, like, a lot healthier, isn't it, too? Oh, 100%. And it's definitely better, but. It's not from, yeah, the mall, the, the food court Chinese. It's not the best. No. But it is... It is a thing. But I think in general, specifically now living in New York, I can get really, really, really good Italian food. Yeah. And so maybe that's why it's become now my favorite. But, I mean, also, like, what would be your favorite food? Like, not genre, but, like, dish. I said I could either eat a burrito every day or butter chicken every day. Those are your two favorite actual foods. Yeah. Or a salad. I love salads. So weird, but I do. I don't know what my favorite food is. Hmm. I'd have to really think about that, I think. What do I have, like, go-to foods that I'll make, but I don't know if that's my favorite food. It's just foods I never get time to make. Yeah. Probably my dad's spaghetti. But it's really nothing to it. <laughs> He uses like darn sauce and like ground beef and like that's it. But it's like my dad made it. Yeah. Um also I I just think like like you can't go wrong with like like a prime rib. You mean that prime rib? You've been talking about prime rib for a while. Like a creamy mortgage sauce. Oh my god. Probably because we went to my uncle's house and that's what he's like known for at his restaurant. Yeah. I mean I think I think my grandmother makes the best ribs ever. I never had ribs that could even touch hers and that's something she's european she shouldn't be making a rack of ribs like that oh god she does and they're delicious mm-hmm. um but i think it's also just like your family makes certain foods yeah. it's a cultural experience too in the south when it comes to food because like i mean i grew up like going to church and stuff so like sundays everybody would leave like sunday service and then you'd all go either you'd go out to a restaurant eat a lot with everybody right or you'd all go back to the house and like 
the roast has been in the oven and you got the yeast rolls and the and the how do you feel about roast, like traditional pot roast? Traditional? We always did like Mississippi roast is what is what it's called with the can of coke. Oh yeah, I've had that before. I don't love pot roast in general. No, it's not my favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing. It's my dad's favorite thing. But for me, it's just like, eh, my mom loves it. Super American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, meat, potatoes, vegetable. <laughs> meat, potato, and carrot. Carrot. is a carrot. And the carrot tastes The awful. carrots are the worst part. And for some reason. Everyone every, else loves them. And I hate them. They're like so squishy. And they're really sweet. Yeah. Oh my God. We're on the same page. <laughs> I the carrots are the worst part of the pot roast. I wish it was mostly potatoes. Me too. Oh, man. The carrots suck. Carrots suck. And then sometimes people, depending on the person, they put salad in there, too. And that's the worst. Never had that. Oh, don't eat it. I've never had that. Uh-uh. No. When your salary gets mushy. Ooh. Now, this is something, because you're from Iowa. Hmm? Are you addressing a stuffing kind of gal? Stuffing? Stuffing? Yeah, what are you talking about? What's dressing? Dressing? No. Dressing is, is like... The same ingredients, but it's like almost like a casserole. It's not in the bird. Sometimes oh, in the bird. It's out of the bird for us too, but we call it something. So, uh, yeah. So, is it like clumpy, like bigger bread chunks, or are they almost like uh, really wet cornbread with meat in it? Bigger bread chunks. Yeah. It's more of like a stuffing. Yeah. Ours is like a it's like a casserole. It's like, oh, like yeah, yeah. So my family for years and years, like we go home to Iowa for Christmas, mm-hmm. but then at Thanksgiving, like, we either traveled growing up or like we were traveled, like went to like Vegas and Jamaica for Thanksgiving, <laughs> or um, we call them like our Mississippi family and it's like all my mom's like friends and their kids and stuff like that. And they all come over and we've been doing that for a lot of years and they bring that. That wet stuff. I don't like that. My mom always makes her own, too. She makes her own? Yeah. She'll, like, make it, and then, like, one of our family friends brings other kind. So she'll, she'll like, make the stuffing. And then um, I guess they bring the dressing. I'm picky about my dressing. I don't eat anybody's. I eat Sunflower Cafe. Mm. I eat my mom's. Yeah. That's it. But we also have, like, a Thanksgiving staple. It's, like, my mom's friend, Miss Stephanie. She'll bring over, um. Like this cornbread casserole, yeah, which is so good. And I never had that until I like had Southern Thanksgiving, like collard greens stuff like that, which you would never have in Iowa ever. It'd be like weird. Um, you ever had hot water cornbread? You ever had hot water cornbread? That's something I haven't seen very well. But it's like a, it's like a, um, in Vermont that they would make their pancakes out of cornmeal. Something I saw a lot was pancakes yeah. on a cornmeal, but that's pretty much what hot water cornbread is. Is it's cornbread, but you fry it in a pan instead of putting it in the oven. They call it hot water cornbread. Uh, like pancake. Yeah, you put water in the pan and it makes. How do you up. eat your pancakes? I don't eat pancakes, but if I do, you don't eat pancakes. I don't like the texture of pancakes. No. Oh my god. I eat just the outside if it's been if it's crispy. What? I eat waffles, but I don't eat pancakes. And I don't eat syrup. What? Mm-hmm. That was a problem maybe in Vermont. I spread out maple candy once and they were going to like kick me out of the state. No, no, no. Me and my father, and really my entire family, we are very serious about our pancakes. 
first of all, all grown up for every special occasion, my father would make plate cakes. You ever had that? So it's when your pancakes are as big as your plate. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so good. And they're so fluffy. And actually one of my best friends growing up, (laughs) he always said it would like really bother him whenever we would do that because he would always be there for like special occasions. And we would have like plate cakes. In the way that we eat them, he said, really would just gross him out. We like pick them over your hands. No. So you layer them with peanut butter. Okay. And then you put the syrup and you eat it with the syrup. Now, I like to put syrup on top and then I eat it and then I'll put a little syrup on the plate and then you like dip if you want more. My father, which is what really grossed my friend out, <laughs> will like, it's like he's eating soup. <laughs> But, like, with a little bit of pancake. <laughs> and it's pretty extreme, to be honest. <laughs> but, no, yeah, we're really serious about pancakes. But I don't do all the stuff inside of my pancakes. I eat chocolate chip pancakes. I mean, I will. But I love regular pancakes. I like chocolate chip Because if you start putting peanut butter on chocolate chip pancakes, it's too much. I don't put peanut I don't put anything on them. I don't like syrup. It's too sweet. You just eat the sweet bread. Yeah. And I only eat the outside. When my mom only makes me two, and I eat the outside, and then she eats them. Because there's like two bites left in the middle, because I eat tiny pancakes. Tiny pancakes? Mm-hmm. I don't like breakfast food all that much. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. Breakfast is not the best meal of my the day. My family growing up would do breakfast for dinner. My mom would try, and I wouldn't eat it. I would eat leftovers. I think as I we've gotten to know each other better, I think you're a lot. I don't eat tomatoes unless I absolutely have to. Because they taste like bitter water. I love tomatoes. Um, I like my eggs over hard because it took me a long time to eat them. I like them running scrambled. Preferably burned in bitches. I want them like Ooh. hard as a rock. I can steam an egg like nobody else. And what else is there that I don't particularly like? Peanut butter. I'm not crazy about peanut butter. Some people like you like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you went to my uncle's house. You see how important it is to my family. There were like seven jars open. (laughs) It was one of our bonding things. Me and, like, I remember, I never, I'm not this extreme. Okay. I don't need it straight out in the jar. But I remember going to my uncle's house growing up and he would, like, be on the couch with, like, a spoonful of peanut butter. I mean, I'll eat it with, like, apples. Yeah. And I'll eat things, like, I like Reese's. Oh, you know what's good? And I like peanut butter pie. You know what's good? Peanut butter mixed with a little bit of um, Greek yogurt, and it makes just like really good, like fruit dipping sauce. Anyway, <laughs> pro tip, pro tip. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just not crazy about peanut butter. I don't ever like crave to eat it. I found that when I buy it, it always sits in the back of my pantry. So I'm just like, if I'm not even gonna eat it, I, what's the point? My family loves peanut butter, specifically Jeff creamy peanut butter. I understand that Jif peanut butter is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And all these people have switched to the natural peanut butter that's like wet. I hate natural peanut butter. It doesn't taste good. Almond butter's nasty. It's terrible, okay? And everybody eats this shit. And <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> guess what happened to me? Oh, it was so traumatic. It wasn't, but it was. I get Jif peanut butter. Jif peanut butter in New York City is so expensive. So, every couple months, my mom sends this to me in the mail. 
And she'll send me like the big value pack from Walmart because the only time I've ever been able to buy it, you buy like the little jobs. Yeah. And so anyway, because that like my healthy people grocery store and then Trader Joe's doesn't have anything close to it. Okay. So I have this person staying with me with their dog, which if she's listening, whatever, hello. I was upset because (laughs) she would take the peanut butter and give it to her dog, which is fine. Like to help him do whatever. No, no, no. But she replaced it because she used all my peanut butter, which is great and very nice of her. She replaced it with that creamy stuff, the wet stuff. Oh, the natural peanut butter, like the Justin? It's like some, I don't know what it is. It's like some jar from some off brand. Ain't it? Natural peanut butter is not good. It separates, it's weirdly chunky, it's It's gritty. It's not good. My house, because my mom, my mom is a really picky eater. That's why I think I'm such a picky eater. Is because she's super picky. Peter Pan creamy is the only thing allowed in our house. It's okay. Jeff is Jeff creamy. Peter Pan creamy is the only thing allowed in our house. I I prefer controversial crunchy peanut butter. Okay, crunchy peanut butter on a hot dog. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, with an apple. <laughs> but, okay, I've had peanut butter on a hamburger. Very good. And it is good. It is very good. Try crunch peanut butter on a hot dog, I swear. All my friends would eat growing up. Girl, you need to catch it on that TikTok trend where they be eating, like, cheese and cereal or something. No, listen. My friend JC growing up. Hey, JC, if you're watching this. Listening, not watching. Anyway, she would eat this. And everybody thought, like, you know when you talk with your friends about the weird things you eat? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I guess there's a lot of things they love peanut butter. <laughs> I would always say, oh, I put peanut butter on my pancakes. I put ketchup on my eggs. Mm-hmm. And I put my favorite sandwich is a peanut butter pickle sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever. It's delicious. Try it. <laughs> but our friend JC would be like, no, you guys, crunchy peanut butter on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And we all thought she was nuts. So one night at a sleepover, her dad made us all crunchy peanut butter on our hot dogs. Never been the same time. It's delicious. <laughs> Changed your life. I think the craziest thing I did at a sleepover with peanut butter is we, you know how they had in the parent trap, they dipped peanut butter, Oreo, and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. We did that. Very good. It is very good. Peanut butter Oreos, not the same as Oreos dipped in peanut butter. Oh, 100%. But that's the craziest thing I've ever done. Other than that, my grandmother hates peanut butter. So, you know, I that's one thing. Mugshot charges for that peanut butter on that bread. Which is a little weird. It's too thin of a patty. Yeah, it's too and too thin of a mouth of peanut butter. Also, that's another thing. Restaurants. There's mugshots down here. Raising Cane's is making its way around the world. I don't have any of that stuff. It's so sad. <laughs> what else is a Whataburger is a Southern chain. Ch- churches is in the Southern chain. I don't think. I don't. I've never had churches in my life. I had it once. I've story. never had churches, and I've never had that other one that's huge in the South. Um, it's like red. KFC? No. Popeyes? No. Arby's. It's like burgers. Burgers? It's red? Yeah. Checkers. You never had checkers? Girl, checkers has a brownie fudge milkshake that's to die, and their fries are pretty good. They got seasoned fries. Favorite fast food restaurant? Favorite fast food restaurant? I'm going to say this, and you're going to be like, oh, but I'm saying this because consistency never misses. Okay. Chick-fil-A. 
Really? Never misses. Every time I go, I get a number two with a sweet tea, four ranches, no tomato, pepper jack cheese. You know what I'm going to say? I bet you could guess. It's like, I am a, a stan, even though it's terrible for me. Is it Sonic? No. I do love Sonic. Sonic is good. Sonic. I think McDonald's. McDonald's? Solid. Solid choice. McDonald's is so freaking expensive. Have you been to McDonald's in a while? No. Uh, it's cheaper for me to go to Chick-fil-A than it is for me to go to McDonald's. It costs me Really? Eight. Yeah. A Big Mac meal is $12. For me to get a number two super size is 8 I get a number nine, which is the two little cheeseburgers. Or the junior things? No. Like, number. Yeah. It's like, so you know how when you get just like a regular cheeseburger from McDonald's, mm-hmm. so like the little ones with a little thin patty and like two pickles and ketchup and a little bit of onions? Mm-hmm. You can get two of those and a and it's number nine. Yeah, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. A big mac, and that's, that's my favorite. Um, buttermilk ranch chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. I it's up with snack wraps. We need I to talk love. about the snack wraps. I saw something, I saw a picture the other day, and it was like, When I get up there, oh, when I die, can my baby come too? And it was a picture of a McDonald's barbecue. Snack wrap. I'm so mad. <laughs> I was like, they had that was the best one. They had honey mustard. I like the barbecue. And I always got it crispy, never grilled. Crispy. Never grilled. Never grilled. It was something about the shredded cheese, how it melted yeah. all the chicken tender. And remember back in the day when they first came out with snack wraps, they were way bigger than they were right before they took them away. McDonald's, if you're listening to this, who owns McDonald's? Is Warren Buffett? <laughs> Who owns McDonald's? I don't know. McDonald's Corporation. McDonald's Corporation. Oh, Ronald. <laughs> Ronald, mommy. Ronald, bring back the snack wraps. Or <laughs> so help me. We will. The world has not been the same since the snack wraps. No, it's actually a huge thing on the internet. Like everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> they were so good. There's no way we're having a problem. It's like it's because like, they were a dollar. It's because they were a dollar. It's like taking. It, it's probably because it costs more to make them than they sold them for. Well, we'll pay more now. As long as we get snack wraps made. In my opinion, I obviously, like, our parents didn't care much for the snack wrap, okay? But to me, taking away the snack wrap would be like taking away the cheeseburger from my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. I've got two barbecue chicken snack wraps every single time. God damn it. You, you fucked up. You fucked up. Was so good. Taco Bell took away the Mexican pizza. Rude. Rude. It's because all these kids don't eat that stuff anymore, which is good. But also, no, no, eat it. <laughs> eat it, but be responsible. But like, yeah. eat it. Come on. There's nothing like a McDonald's fry. There really isn't. Did you know they're not vegan? Some people think they are, but they're not. Why would they be? They have a beef added to that because it's something to enhance their flavor. So there is a cat. I, I I guess maybe because I'm not vegan, but I assume nothing's vegan until it's with their purpose. There's an animal on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, let's be real. Yeah. You're probably eating bugs and shit, so. Whatever. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be vegan. My brother's vegan. It, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, well I, mean, I was going to say, I saw him eat, a, I saw him eat two chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Oh god, he's gonna kill us for exposing him. But he tra- he eats majority plant is. Yeah, he that. is. He is. Majority. But he'll say I'm vegan, but like he's not. Yeah. But he eats majority. 
I say eating less meat is good. Oh, 100%. Eating less animal products is good. I could never completely stop eating it. I've tried. It makes me very ill. But I think it, it's it's good to try to like lessen it when yeah. you realize how much you're like oh my god i have bacon and sausage and then i have a cheeseburger and then i have steak and then i have yeah. this and it's been six i hours. will say as i've started paying for my own food meat is the most expensive part of cooking mm-hmm. so like i definitely don't eat red meat or anything very often like i don't go to the store and buy myself steak like ever Really. No, and that was a problem for me. So because you liked buying yourself steak, didn't you? No, because I didn't eat it for so long that eating it again gave me like horrible stomach pains. And then I had to go on like oh. iron in order to bring my tolerance back up to be able to digest red meat. That's crazy. I I think every time I go home, my request from my dad is that he makes like steaks on the grill mm-hmm. or like his steak kebabs. Those are so good. My dad makes the best kebabs. But, um, yeah, I don't really cook it for myself. I, the only red meat I really cook for myself is, like, ground beef. And I always make, like, I either put it in, like, pasta sauce, like, meat sauce. Mm-hmm. Or, like, meat balls. Or I'll make, like, um, I've made, like, a burger every once in a while. Yeah. 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 But sometimes, sometimes cooking for yourself is too much theatrics. Okay. It is about streamlining the process, simple as possible, few pots as possible, because when it's just you, oh my god. When I so used to hard. cook for another person, I would make all these like elaborate meals, and it was like fun because uh-huh. someone else gets to cook, like try what you cook, and like it's a good time. When I cook for myself, I do the most basic stuff. It's so funny. Like I will cook like a serving size of rice or whatever, mm-hmm. and then make my little shrimps that you taught me about. Mm-hmm. Which, because it takes like five minutes. <laughs> and then I'll cut up some tomatoes and avocado, boom, whole meal. Yeah. That's all you need. Pasta water, you just dump the sauce in the pot. Mm-hmm. You're like, boom, cheese on top. I sauce in the jar. Salad on the side. Now, I will say, you, <laughs> you shouldn't be buying like Prego and like um, Ragu and all that stuff anymore. If you have to, I grew up on that, obviously, whatever. But my Italian friends in New York have really taught me that it's like kind of trash. <laughs> what tastes good? Te- well, I heard this the other day. Don't yuck someone's yum. That's true. No, that's super true. But like once I discovered the better uh, sauces that you can I mean, I've got Rayos. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Or like Trader Joe's with really good different sauces and stuff too, which they do taste better for sure. Well, I mean, even I remember like getting like those kind of sauces always add to it. Mm-hmm. Never just, never straight out the jar. Yeah. Except for I can pour rayo straight out the jar, but I do a specific one. It's the Arabata, mm-hmm. the spicy marinara. But that's a good jar brand. Like there are certain ones that are like pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've had the truffle ones. It's like the ones that come in the big skinny jars and they're like the clean labels. They're very I've had the truffle one. I got black truffle marinara. Good. Super good. Truffle. Y'all I love truffles. You have the chance. Try it. I will say the first time I ever had truffles, I did not like them. Like, it's a weird taste. You, they can, people can overdo truffles. Yeah. But when done right, ooh, so good now. I love them. Truffles is good. That is one thing. Like, when you grow up, you definitely 
there are foods you hated that you will then like if you try again in your adult life. Brussels sprouts was that for me. Yeah. Well, also, my family would make Brussels sprouts so wrong. Boiled them. Boiled Brussels sprouts are disgusting. And boiled with like a piece of cheese on them. I've never heard of Oh, I've never had that. I my dad, boiled. my dad would give that to me. On was the like side. a craft American singles melted on top. Corny. I was like, oh my god. Now I love a Brussels sprout roasted in the oven. You could do like garlic. You could do balsamic and honey. You could do all sorts of things with Brussels sprouts, and they're so good. But boiled with a piece of cheese, never, never eat. No. Those steamer bag Brussels sprouts, disgusting. Steamed or boiled Brussels sprouts, not it. No, it's got to be roasted. Roasted, great. Air fried is good too. I don't have an air fryer, but yeah, you find that um, mushrooms. I really, I really do too. I love mushrooms. I didn't like tomatoes. Now I love them. I didn't like mustard growing up. Now I love mustard. You didn't like mustard, but you love honey mustard. Totally different thing. I mean, flavor-wise, yes, but exactly. combination-wise, you can taste the hint. Yeah, but I didn't like, like, yellow mustard. I don't like stone ground mustard. I like, like grape and palm. I love, girl, on a turkey sandwich, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> you know, I don't eat sandwiches all that often either. Yeah, I don't either anymore because it's too many ingredients. Why? It, and a sandwich is expensive. And if you want to make a good sandwich, like, it's too complicated. Like, you need, like, your balsamic glaze, you need your good meat, you need good cheese. Good bread. Yeah. You gotta toast it, because it's gotta be warm. Lettuce. Mm -hmm. Sometimes tomato, sometimes not. Oh, you need a lot of stuff. And it's too hard to do it when you're just eating for yourself. And then you don't eat it enough. Like, you don't, your bread gets moldy before you're done. Uh-huh. So it's also another figuring out what ingredients to buy things that last. Mm -hmm. Buying in bulk. And fun fact, pro tip: when you have your avocados in the fruit bowl or out on the counter, a lot of people think like all of that stuff has to remain out on the counter, which is fine. But when they start getting a little mushy, but you're, you don't have things to eat them, you put them in the fridge. They last like four days longer than if they were on the counter. <laughs> I usually leave stuff out on the counter if I want to ripen them faster. Yeah. No, 100%. But once they get to that little squishy point, just put them in the fridge and they'll, they'll last way longer. What would be like one more day on the counter will be like four days on the fridge. So many people say you shouldn't put your fruits and vegetables in the fridge. This is crazy. I don't know why. I always think. I got, I got something for these, these, people, these vegetable people. <laughs> the vegetable the people. The vegetable people. Not worthy, you know, leaving that on the counter, whatever. Your broccoli rots in two days. That's like your problem for leaving it on the counter. But the people who like soak their vegetables in like, oh yeah, like vinegar, like edible soap for like hours to get rid of gunk on the outside. You are eating that anyways. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're eating that anyways. You breathe in toxins in the air every single day. There's pollutants all around you. And you know, there's natural preservatives that are put on foods. And I also just like, I mean, obviously, like, that's really different. It actually has nothing kind of to do with what I'm saying. <laughs> but speaking of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I, <laughs> me, stop washing them. I have so much respect for people who are farmers. Because really, if you think it's so hard. It's so hard, number one. So early in the morning, you have to wake up. 
<laughs> there's all sorts of things. Farming life is really difficult. And, like, having, I mean, farming in Mississippi is a thing, but, like, mm-hmm. in Iowa, it's, like, huge. Like, it's a lot of the ways people make a living. And um, it's just, like, I could never do that. Like, and I think it's really impressive. And it's, when I think, like, a lot of people discount farming. And I don't like that. Like, I mean, people look at it as, like, not as good of a job. It's the what do people say the backbone of america like we literally could not eat without two i don't think some of y'all have seen these farmers growing up by the delta going out to the delta these farmers are the wealthiest people in the delta they own these giant corporate farms sponsored by georgia pacific cotton is a brand it's not just a plant it's a brand and they grow it and you see these giant multi-million dollar homes sitting in the middle of 2,000 acres mm-hmm. cornfield, and they have some farmers now have to be engineers in order to work the tractors because they have these GPS locating tractors that can run at night so they don't have to be up all day all night. school is like a huge thing. It's a huge thing and farming is so so hard and we figured out a way to make massive farming which like yes there are problems that come along with massive farms. You know living in the Gulf I got that algal bloom all the time but you have like it's really it's a science mm-hmm. and it's super difficult because they put all this money out up front because they pay out of pocket and if crop doesn't yield and it's a bad year they they lose millions of dollars yeah for sure for sure and it goes towards feeding animals and some of it goes towards like fuel and some of it goes towards clothes you wear so my best friend growing up um, had a farm and her dad did corn beans and then he also had like a bunch of calves right mm-hmm. and as you know cows have to go to the church so his one rule was that we, you were never allowed to name a cow mm-hmm. um especially as like little kids like you know and we would um there was this one particular cow who was brown and white instead of black and white mm-hmm. and so we did uh name her mario and we would go and we would hang out with him every day. And one day, Oreo was no longer there. And that's when I learned about where your food um, comes from. Where my food comes from. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I live I live next to a cattle ranch. Yeah. So it, they all go there for, like, breeding purposes. And it is very interesting to see, like, hundreds and hundreds of cows when you leave your house. We had Texas Longhorns there for a while, which... By the way, they Crazy. look very cool. They're super aggressive animals. Super mean. Super mean. <laughs> it was not cool having it living, you know, in a neighborhood. A horse yeah, they're not cool to have around. They try to like ram cars and stuff. They're not very nice. But it is very interesting. And I think like having that agriculture. I remember once when I met, when I was younger, like in high school, I met these people from New York City. And they were like, what does a cow look like? Because they never see one. Because they grew up in the city. They didn't know if cows looked like they did on TV. And I was like, depends. Like, do you want the black and white dairy cows? Because you just drive three hours to Vermont. And that's where they are. I was that's like, but the cows down where we live depends on the cow. Depends on what they're for. And I can tell a dairy cow versus a breeding cow versus a slaughter cow. Yeah. Now look at it. I know what the cows are for. So it's like, yeah. I mean, you got to learn where your food comes from respect where it comes from like don't you know go buy 15 pounds of chicken and keep it in your fridge and then throw it away in two days because you gotta you freeze just your meat freeze it because or bad. like don't buy a shit ton you're not gonna eat yeah i also i think 
last note on the whole food. I think food is literally the center of so much culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, really, when you think about it, like, when people gather in events and stuff, it's all around food. Mm-hmm. And so my huge thing, like, when I travel and stuff, is I love experiencing that place's food. And I know a lot of people, like, who might not be as adventurous with food, who don't try things. Mm-hmm. But my rule of thumb, is you always try things twice. After two times, you don't have to eat it again. My mom always told me when to do the after once. So I'll try everything once. But once doesn't, in my opinion, if you try it once, you could hate it. But if you try it again, maybe you'll like it. Well, usually I'm somebody, if I take a bite of it, and I'm like, mm, I'll probably try it again. Yeah. You know if I don't like it, I'll spit it right back out. Oh I'm, a te- I'm a texture eater. Yeah, but also so, I'm very respectful of other people's like food culture. Like even if I well, yeah, I'm somewhere. not like if it's my mom's plate at the Outback and she got something she handed to me, I'm like I don't like this. I need right. to spit it out. But if I'm at somebody's house, I mean, I'm not going like, to spit it out yeah. unless I'm like gagging. But, but if you were if you're traveling like outside of the United States, for instance, I think one of the best experiences I've ever had is like everywhere I go, I try to ask local people where to eat. Um, and then by doing so, you never know what will happen. And like, I've in Italy, like went to this woman's home and she cooked us dinner because it was like, you know, she just welcomed us into her home and best like food ever, you know? And I love that. And like, for instance, when I go to Puerto Rico, we're doing like a food tour to like, yeah, look at the culture and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I could do that. I can eat and I can do that, but it's gotta be in like a, I gotta know what I'm eating. Really? I won't. I won't take us. No, because what? Because it's like I don't want to be rude and be like I'm not gonna eat. This. Hmm. But because it's just like because I know what I like and I don't like, and I'm like, yeah, I won't eat it. Because it's like with textures don't make sense. One reason I don't like tomatoes is because the texture is awful, and so I like will spit it back out. I don't like onions certain ways, but I'll eat them other ways. I don't like certain. Bre- I'm not a bread eater. They're yeah, like really soft. But it's texture based. Yeah. It's like not the flavor wise. I just don't like it because it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not eating that because it doesn't feel right. There are things I've eaten where I'm like, those texture combinations don't work well. I'll try anything twice. Worst thing I've ever eaten in my entire life is a veal heart. That's the worst thing I've ever eaten? Mm hmm. Kind of the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. Veal heart. Shitlands. Oh my god. Chitlins were the worst thing I ever ate in my entire life. They're so ridiculously terrible. For those of you who do not know, chitlins are the intestines of a pig. They smell like a dead body. It is so bad. But I knew it would be terrible when I ate those. (laughs) Real heart, I did not know. Nor did I know what it was when I was eating it. And then I was told what it was. And it really freaked me out. Um, like hogshead cheese. Oh yeah, and then didn't like that. I don't love octopus. No, I like fried is okay. Like I love calamari, which is fried squid. But octopus, uh, like grilled or whatever, however they do it, not I guess rubbery. It's so hard to chew. It tastes so weird. The thing is, is like. That's food. Yeah. You kind of get to pick what goes on your plate. Yeah. 
once you become an adult. When you're a kid, you got you well, in front of you. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think it is important though to attempt to try new things and to mm-hmm. expand your palate. Experience different like, cuisines at and 20, flavors. At twenty let's put them right in at twenty eight years old. Like please do not just eat chicken tenders. Chicken tenders, cheeseburgers and french fries. Do I love a chicken tender? Absolutely. Does it go with honey mustard sauce? Absolutely. Is it the only thing I eat? No. I have them like maybe once every like six months. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I also make a bomb homemade chicken dinner. That's what sounds point. Never for myself, it's too much work, but for other people. But, yeah, I mean, I say try new stuff. You can always find something you eat in every cuisine. There's nothing, there's not going to be one genre of food that's so insane and out there that you're not going to eat a single thing of it. Yeah. So I say you're at least going to find something for each cuisine. That you're gonna like. Like I remember, like Germany. Oh, Germany does sausage over anybody. Oh my god! Unlike anybody, you love sausage. I love sausages, but I like schnitzel. And when I was there, that's what I did. I tried schnitzel from all over the country. Yeah. And so I did all that stuff because I knew that that's what I liked. I ate gelato from all over the place. I had French fries from all over the places, salads, those kind of things. Yeah. We can experience the world within your little comfort bubble, I guess. But yeah, don't limit yourself to chicken sandwiches. You're an adult. Um, all right. Anything you want to leave everybody with? Wrap up the episode. Try a new food. Try a new food this week. Just yeah. one new thing. Could we challenge you. Try a new food. And clean out your fridge. People Ugh. never clean out their fridges. Clean out your fridge. Yeah. Oh, pro tip. Put open a thing of baking soda, baking powder. Baking soda. Baking soda. Put it in the back of your fridge and in your freezer because gets rid of the odors. Gets rid of some odors in the mold. Boom. You got to replace it every like six months. Mm-hmm. I have two. My mama taught me that. It really works for real. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> pro tip clean out your fridge, put baking soda in it, and eat something new. Whether you cook it for yourself or you order it out. Yeah, try a new dish. Try a new something to bake. Pretend like you're on the baking show. Make a tart. <laughs> they make tarts all the time. That's true. All right. Well, let us know if you try anything different, try anything new. Um, and we'll see you next Wednesday.